Hello, and welcome to a podcast with everything on it. I'm Sandra. And I'm Gwen. And this week we are talking about our favorite video games, all kinds of stuff about video games. Like what we play, things that tick us off, uh, whatnot. Stuff that super moves us. Basically 100% video games, wall to wall this, this week. All the video games. All the video games. Yay! So how are you, Gwen? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Also, this root beer tastes like it has alcohol in it. Yeah, Gwen just experienced her first truly brewed root beer as opposed to... Barks. Like oh Barks God. or A&W. And um, she, she discovered that she does not care for it. I really like it myself. At least I tried it. Trying new things is important. Oh, Especially with video games. Yes. Oh, yeah. You have to be willing to try new things with video games. It's like you'd walk into, for example, a GameStop, and it's like, oh, hey, what's this? And you pick up a game, and it's like, okay, I'm going to try it. You purchase it, and you walk home or drive home or bike home, whatever. It's like, okay, let's try it. And you play it for a little bit, and it's like, oh. See, I don't buy games at GameStop that way for the most part. Games like I buy that at GameStop, mm -hmm. I've already read about them online and maybe watched some videos about how the gameplay works. Um, but that's how I buy games on Steam. Sometimes on Steam, it's just like, do, do, do. Oh, well, that sounds kind of interesting. And I, if it's not too crazy, I'll just buy it and give it a try. Yeah, I do that too on Steam. It's just like, huh, this looks interesting. Downloads it. All right, let's play. And that is also how I felt with Undertale, with what you do with GameStop. Like, I heard of Undertale, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. So you you read about... No, I watched videos. You watched videos about Undertale a lot before you bought it. Yeah. Did you watch a whole playthrough before you bought it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So you, like, spoiled the whole game. Kinda. Kinda? So yeah, but I like experiencing it for myself because it's like, oh, so this is how people reacted. I wonder how I'll react. Okay, so spoilers don't bother you. Yeah. You see, I hate spoilers. But like if it's intense spoilers, like, oh, if you do this rap, this character dies and I enjoy that character. Uh-huh. I'm just like, why? Just why? But then, but then that gives you information on how to avoid it, right? No, they just say, oh, if you do this route, this character dies. Or something like that. If it's just pure, unable to avoid anything, and you're already going down that route on accident. That's like, oh, dang. Too late to back out now. Yep. Okay. Then it's like, well, time to reset the game. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like spoilers at all. I like going into things fresh and trying to figure them out myself. Um, now I will say that I have very short tolerance for getting stuck on a section. So if I can't figure out and maybe like four or five tries, then I will get online and I will read other people's strategies, how to do it. Yeah. But for example, if I want a certain character to live, I will go online and search how to keep, for example, 
for Fallout, there's a DLC called Far Harbor, Fallout 4. Uh-huh. And there's a character I really like named Dima, who's a synth. And apparently there's one where, an area where he dies. So I'm probably going to go online and search up Far Harbor all routes and how to do them. Okay. So that's like, everyone gets a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> At least decently happy, because I will just enjoy being around my synth boy. <laughs> Now, I know a lot of people who played Dragon Age, for example, because there are so many different decision paths that you can take in Dragon Age. Kind of similar to Undertale. Yeah. And it's not just like for, you know, game mechanics for, you know, this is the game result that I want, but also all of the romance mechanics. I know a lot of people will, they have, there are like inventories online. It's like, don't say this to this character if you want to date them. Uh, you know, don't do this if you... Don't want to, like, for example, in the very first Dragon Age, there's a character named Alistair, and Alistair is super popular. He's he's a super sweet soldier who ends up becoming the king. That's not a spoiler. The game's been out for a million years. But, um... If Back you, in my day, that was a spoiler. <laughs> Back in my day! Um, but, <laughs> Sorry. but there were a couple points in the game where, you know, Alistair finds something out that changes his personality, and there's one where uh, it has to deal it has to deal with a sister he didn't know he had, and if you encourage him to do the wrong thing, then it will harden his heart, and then you can never marry Alistair. And it's like that's not that's not okay. Have to be able to marry Alistair. He's amazing. Kind of similar to um, Fallout Four and all the other Fallouts, as far as I know, because I haven't played the other Fallouts. I only played Fallout Four, and. Pretty much, if you do certain things with certain characters as your companions, for example, if you take Jet, which is a drug in the game, uh-huh. with Nick Valentine, he'll dislike that. But if you do it with John Hancock, who is a different companion, he will like it. So pretty much, depending on the character, whatever you do will affect if they like you or dislike you. And pretty much there's actually some points where you, like, if you make them dislike you so much that they'll just leave. I believe. Huh, that's interesting. I haven't gotten that far, but I have Codsworth, and when I, like, lie, like, do charisma to lie, he'll dislike that. Yeah, in, in Dragon Age 2, there's this character named Fenris, and he mate, hates mages. Hates them, hates them, hates them. And, of course, a huge part of the Dragon Age games is, like, you know, freeing the enslaved mages and and things like that. And lots of people like to play a mage. And just, like, being nice to mages will make Fenris dislike you. Uh, You know, defending a mage will make Fenris dislike you. But Fenris is a super popular character to romance because he's, like, the, the tragic... Anti-hero kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, and he's... His di- his design is super cute. I mean, he's he's like a white haired elf. He's very um, be shown and kind of look to him. So, like anybody who likes Sephiroth from Final Fantasy is like, hey, here's 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 his cousin, his bad attitude cousin Fenris for Dragon Age. But yeah, there are certain characters in Fallout Four. Like, there's different factions in Fallout Four. Okay, I'm using Fallout Four so much as a reference. That's all right. Probably a bunch of people played it, but. In Fallout 4, there's a bunch of factions. There's the Railroad, which appreciates synths and want them to be free. The Institute, where they make synths 
kidnap people and replace them with synths. Uh, the Brotherhood of, of Steel, who is all technology and dislikes synths and want to eradicate them like Nazis. So there's a lot of factions. Yeah, and then there's the Minutemen, who are just part of the Commonwealth, which is called the we- which is the Wasteland in Fallout 4, who want to help people and pretty much bring everyone together under a single government. Kind of be like a... Um, pretty much bring back the American government, in a uh-huh. sense. Okay. Yeah, see, factions have... I mean, I started... I mean, I started playing video games in the 80s when the video games were just dots. But, um, excuse me, one of the first MMOs ever was EverQuest, like graphical MMO. I mean, there were MUDs before that. And factions were so huge in that game. And, for example, uh, when the game first started, it was very ironbound. And you could you could, you could could increase your, your faction um, rating with certain factions. Yeah, like, in Fallout 3 and New Vegas, that happens like you. And in Fallout 4, pretty much in the Fallout games, when there's factions, it's like, oh, if you do this, like, you'll increase your, like, ability in this faction, or if you do this. But there were some factions in EverQuest that you could never improve, just depending on your race. I mean, racial faction was really important. And so, like, there were, there were you were never going to be a high elf who could walk into the Dark Elf City, for example. You would always be kill on sight to those guards. And World of Warcraft also does factions, but while there is some kill on sight stuff, mostly it's just a grind to get stuff. It doesn't really matter in a role-playing sense. It doesn't change the game in any way uh, to grind those factions, except that it opens up artifacts and, and mounts and things like that. I'm going to go back to Undertale with the whole kind of faction, like race faction. Mm-hmm. Well, the human race is normally like killed on sight, like tried to kill on sight to be killed on site by most monsters, which actually don't want to do it, but they're trapped underground, so pretty much they need seven human souls to free themselves. And they also kind of have a bad problem with humans because humans are a war because they learned of the ability monsters have, and I won't spoil the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, well- I'm only saying... Yeah, race faction is in kinda Undertale. So do you like games where factions matter? Kinda. If it's like hardcore, oh, you can't do this or you can't bring this character here because they're not, because this faction doesn't like them. I'm just like, screw that. Like, if I, like, entered the Brotherhood of Steel, I would, either way, I'll bring Nick Valentine, the synth detective in and he would just roast them all. Okay. Just, like, make funny comments. And I'd just say, screw you guys, and just flip them off in-game. So you like, like faction for flavor, but you don't like it for challenge. Yeah. You don't want it to make it harder. Yeah. I like... Just, really, it just depends on the game. Um, and sometimes, yeah. And sometimes, like, I like, for example, with Skyrim... Um, the race you choose makes a big difference in how people receive you. And so it's always interesting to 
play through the game on like the easy mode, which is like the most popular race and most popular job. And then to go through and get like the least popular race and the most difficult job, because it's still all the same game, but it becomes a different kind of challenge because of how the, the factions, uh, almost like real life, almost like real life. Yeah. So except you can't choose. Except, well, yeah, in real life, you can't choose. You are, you are, the faction you're born, and then <laughs> you just have to go through life with it. Yep. yep. There's no going to, like, a character creation screen and being like, oh, I'm going to change my race. Nope. Just nope. 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 Anyway, I don't think you would want to anyway. That would make the world less interesting. Yeah. We need all kinds of people. Yeah. So what is the latest game that you have purchased? Uh, hmm. I you bought a lot of games this summer. Yeah, because of the theme summer sale. I'd have to say Hollow Knight, which is really good. I just started it. What is that? Pretty much you're like a little character who is a knight. And you go through a world where like bugs are kind of like people. Mm-hmm. And you kill stuff. And you upgrade stuff. And pretty much if you die, you lose a bit of, like, your magic meter. Uh-huh. And you have to kill this shadow thing that came from your corpse to get back everything. That's interesting. Yep. And you lose a little bit of money by playing it. So is there is it a side-scroller, or...? It's kind of side-scroller. It's like, for example, with your screen, if the character was on top, the screen would kind of be focused on them, but they can move anywhere. But but it is a scrolling game. It's it's kind of, not yeah. like an MMO, like a first person POV yeah. MMO kind of thing. Yeah, you're kind of an outside force. Okay. in a sense, but controlling a person. And what have you bought any games this summer that were a disappointment? I believe the game that I got that was very disappointing was a Mister. Nightmare or something like that, Mr. Darkness, maybe. Uh huh. And I can't get through this second part because for some weird reason my game won't let me. And I tried it again. I couldn't even get past the first little bit of the second part. So is it you can't figure it out or the game doesn't work properly? Game doesn't work properly. Oh. Yeah, I paid money for it. That's unfortunate. Have there been any updates? Uh, not as far as I know. Hmm. I wish I could get a refund. Yeah, I don't know how you get it. I guess we can check in to see how you might get a refund from Steam. There, I don't think, I don't know if there is a way or not. I don't think there is a way. So, well, I'm sorry. Yep. I always hate it when I buy a game and then I, don't, I can't play it or I don't like it. Yeah. I bought a game and this has probably been 15 years back. It was called Black and White. And it was, it's supposed to be a big, silly game, but the decisions, you can either be like super evil or be super good. And each decision that you make pushes you to one side or the other. And I was super excited about it and I never could get it to run on my computer. So I never did get to play it. And that I was really frustrated with that. Yeah, that sounds sucky. Yeah. So what do you, what do you like in a game? What is? Likeable characters. I enjoy that. Being able to romance characters that you want to romance. Okay. 
And a very expansive world. An expansive world. And a good story. Do you like do you like there to be a very specific like storyline track to the game, or do you like it more when you can just wander around and do I like wandering around, like side quests and whatnot. I'm fine with those and a main story quest. But it's like, oh you have to do the main story quest first before you can do this. See, that's one of the things that I liked about Skyrim is there was a main story quest, but if you wanted to ignore it, there was plenty of other stuff to do. Yeah, similar to Fallout. Is Fallout like that? Yeah, there's a bunch of side quests. And can you just wander around the world and explore? Yeah. Cool. I like that. I like to be able to explore places. I also like to romance characters that I want to romance. Yeah, me too. I actually had to get a mod for Fallout 4. So you can romance Nick Valentine because <laughs> you can romance the ghoul. You can romance the drug addict ghoul, but nope, you can't romance the sassy computer synth detective. Yeah, Dragon Age was like that. It's like, I mean, there were lots and lots of romance choices, but it seemed like all of the characters that I wanted to romance, I was not allowed to. Like Aveline, I'm like, really? I can't romance Aveline? That's very annoying. And, um, well, Fenris just made it impossible. That was his own problem. That was that was not I was allowed to, but it didn't work because he hates mages. Um, but there was also oh, who was the storyteller in Dragon Age? Because everybody loved it. He's a red-haired dwarf who had a crossbow named Bianca, and I I. But but you can't you can't date him. Uh, <laughs> Which is frustrating. It's like, why Why not? Because he's the best. But the thing is, like, with Nick Valentine, you can try to romance him and just like, nope, denied. Same with Persona 5. You see, you can't, even, you can't even try to romance this character. It's not an option at all. But yeah, in Persona 5, it's like, oh, hey, I maxed out my social link with this person. Can I date them now? No, because they're the same gender. You can only date these girls. And it's like, why? Yeah, that's not that's not on. That's and that's one of the things that I really, really do like um about Dragon Age is that so most of the characters there are only one or two characters whose sexualities are fixed. And then there's a third character where they where are you, not... you can't date them at all. Because they're not romance. Right. Um, but everybody else, it, your gender doesn't matter. I really, really appreciate that. But then, it's like, in Persona, they make such likable guy characters. But your character's a guy, and you can't date the guy characters. <laughs> and that makes me sad. Very. Varric, you're not allowed to date Varric. And he's yeah, he's just awesome. So it's very, very disappointing. I just... It's like, let me date this person! And the game company just drags me away as I'm trying to romance this <laughs> character. I'm just like, no! Let me date my husbando or waifu, yep. depending on whatever. But in Fallout 4... Most of the character, pretty much all the characters, you can date them, even if you're the same gender. Good. Except for Nick Valentine. Yeah. And I had to get a mod to do that. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Let me romance the husbando. That's another thing I like about 
video games now as opposed to when I first started playing video games. Mods. Uh, yeah, tons of mods. Community. There's there there are communities. I don't really spend a lot of time in the community except like good when I play like Minecraft and stuff like that. I mean, the guild that I'm in on World of Warcraft is my mom and some old other older ladies. Um, but what I find interesting is that there are so many choices that you could not possibly play all of them and play every game that you want. So I like that you can, I like that you can get on YouTube and you can watch other people play. Uh, and I like the fact that people collect, like, for example, with the dragon age relationships, it's like they have, they have created basically like short videos that show the entire relationship based on making the quote unquote right choices so that you get to have the romance. So you can actually still watch it play out, even if you didn't play it through. And then you're just happy getting and the fan fictions where it's like character X reader or something like that. And ships, they just make up. Do you I, see? I've never read character X reader because it's always made me feel self-conscious. Reason. Yeah. I just feel like, well, part of it is like, well, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do that. <laughs> But also, I just feel it's, I don't know, it's just, it always made me a little embarrassed. So, I mean, I love fan fiction. And so, like, I will I will ship all day long. But, like, character X reader. just Character makes, X self? Yeah, it just makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah, that is understandable because it's like, I want to do that. Do you like those, though? Yeah. Okay. But also, I dislike how toxic a fan base can get. It's like. Oh, you can't cross over with this other fandom because it will ruin the story. Yeah, when toxic fandom shows up, it's... Like, Undertale was toxic, so it's a creepypasta fandom, but then it pretty much died out when those two kids tried to murder it. Wow, yeah, that's that's a huge case. The In case you don't know what Gwen is talking about... Uh, creepypasta is kind of like a collaborative it's fiction online and copy and paste pasta like yeah. creepy copy and paste yeah stories. like short, short little horror stories that there is no specific author it's just everybody does it and there's a section of the creepypasta called slender man yeah a tall figure wearing a black suit with a red tie who's all who's pure white but with no face and he's very long, tall and skinny. And so there are all of these. So he's a slender man. Yeah. So there's all of these horror stories about the slender man. Who kidnap, who pretty much tortures victims by giving them like horrible headaches, making like cameras and whatnot go completely on the fritz where you try to collect like seven or eight pages. I forget the exact number, seven or eight, I think maybe eight pages that have like drawings of him and writing that says like no eyes always watching uh but yeah always watching it, it is a very popular it was a very popular fandom with teenagers you know um and there were a couple of middle school girls who lured one of their friends out into the friends woods with quotation marks yeah to and and tried to murder her for the slender man and as a appeasement yeah fortunately the 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 young, girls survived the girl survived the other two girls are obviously going through the judicial system uh but yeah that meant pretty but, much immediately killed the creepypasta fandom 
Which, you know what, I, I, I can kind of see that because once you can see just how far it goes, it's, it's just like, I'm out, yeah, backing it, up. Exactly. Throws laptop out of window or computer out of window. I think most fandoms only let, I mean, I don't think most fandoms get that toxic. Sometimes. But there, I think there's, I think all fandoms go through, like, there's, like, the honeymoon phase when everything's new and everybody's excited and there's and no sweet. bad ideas and... You and know. then there's the immediate... and then people start to like get more violent. Well, they they get they they get in their head. This is how it actually is. These are the rules. You're interpreting this incorrectly. And then like you fandom... can't ship those two characters right. together. There's no way that character would do that thing. And then you start to get the the fandom wars. And once the fandom wars start, it becomes more toxic. Yeah, it's like you either have a fandom that splinters into different factions that don't interact with each other in any way or eventually the fandom it just gets so miserable that everybody moves on and and finds the next new shiny thing and then start ruining that yeah it's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like us with our planet it is it we is we ruin our planet then we're like oh next one yep yeah, that's why everybody's talking about Mars. It's like, oh, man, we got this all dirty, and it would be so hard to clean it up. So let's spend a billion dollars trying to figure out how to get to Mars instead of trying to figure out how to get uh, our planet our clean. planet clean back up. Although it would be easier to make our planet cleaner than just going to Mars. Yeah. One of, one of the things that we because you know, I'm an old fandom lady. I'm a boff a bitter old fandom hag. Ah. Uh. Um, <laughs> Because I've been fandoming for a long time. And I'm the your young disciple. Yeah, you're my new little acolyte. Well, the funny thing is, is that we don't really overlap on fandoms at all. Sometimes. Yeah. That's no, rare. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's different stuff. that we like, like, a lot of times you will go along with me. Like, you were definitely not, like, into the One Direction fandom, but you still went to the concert with me. Yeah, and I like the music. Yeah, I do too. And quite frankly, you know, going... I, I just think it's interesting... First of all, I'm super thrilled that you are a fangirl, too. Yay! Yay. My fandom puppy. My fan puppy. Slam you, You're geeky like your mama. I'm a geek. Yep. And I'm proud. But I don't know. I had a point, but I forgot what it was. What was I saying? Uh, about us overlapping fandoms. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't have a lot of overlap in fandom, but we both are really enthusiastic about our fandoms, and I think we get to share that, and I like that. But by what I really dislike is when people say, oh, you can't ship those two characters together. Like, just watch me. And <laughs> just flip them off and just go back to drawing your fan art of them kissing. Yeah. <laughs> what not. No, it's funny, though, is when I was in my early 20s, I was in a fandom for Homicide Life on the Streets. And we started, we started out with one, like one big news group. And then, of course, you know, different ships started to to separate out into each other. And so I started a list. And the only rule on my list was that you could ship anybody except for Frank and Tim because Frank loved his wife. And I was like, we was like, that was just like the immutable rule of the show. And, you know, it did get to the point where somebody else broke away from my mailing list. And they actually called their mailing list a schism because they were the new true believers um, who would let you ship anybody. So... I accept if you ship anybody, but at some point it just becomes painful. Because, for example, Ed's World, 
people started shipping two characters using their real names, real addresses, and whatnot. Wait, wait, wait. Real people? Like the voice actors? Yes. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, it's like, you can ship the characters, you can't ship the real people, because someone had, like, a girlfriend and whatnot. I think that's super interesting, because real people fiction has always been really taboo. I mean, it's 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 fine if it's like, oh... Oh, I know they won't ever do this, but this is just, like, a funny interpretation of it. But then it's, like, people actually meet them and... And, yeah, they, like, and try and force it on them. Yeah, that's completely like, inappropriate. Oh, you must should be you must be together to complete my fan fiction and have a million beautiful children. Yeah, that's no. That's no. Uh-uh. And then I'm just... And like, that's, that's, part, that's mostly what drove me out of the One Direction fandom was the fact that people just would not stop breaking the fourth wall and trying to force you know, their personal interpretations of the relationships on the actual people. Yeah, and actually some people in the Ezworld fandom got so toxic that some someone named uh, Tord Tord, who was a character who was who just acted out of character, like out of their actual character, but like people start harassing him so much that he deleted all of his accounts on all social media, completely come self off. And when he actually did get back on to sell to mourn like Ed's death because he died of cancer, mm-hmm. the char- the creator of Ed's world, everyone else was just so toxic. Yeah. And like used Ed's death as weapon. Yeah, it's always unfortunate when something you love turns into something poisonous. And then I'm just staring at, like, these toxic fans being so mean. And I'm just like, I kind of want to punch all of them and tell (laughs) them it's going to be all right. Give him a blanket and give him his favorite food. (sighs) Or their favorite food. Wow, so we talked about a lot of stuff. Not just video games, huh? Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So... If anybody has any thoughts on toxic fandom or video games or anything like that, feel free to email us at uh, a, a podcast, podcast with, with everything, everything on it at gmail.com. Next week, we are theoretically going to talk about books. I imagine we'll start out talking about books and then move on. We'll see where it goes. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll. Talk to you in two weeks. See ya. Bye. You can't romance this character.